Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Happy Saturday. Hope you're excited for the AFC and NFC conference championship games coming up tomorrow winners of course heading to super bowl 55 the packers and the buccaneers face off in lambeau field and the chiefs and the bills up at arrowhead stadium today i'm breaking down episode 350 we got a dfs episode coming at you bobby lamarco was unable to make it this week but have no fear my man josh mcdonough is here from the commish ffp you can find him on twitter at Josh underscore FF. Josh, it's been a while, buddy. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. This is actually my first recording of 2021, just because of the way my work schedule ends up lining up. So I'm happy it is with the TCK pod uh, and with you, Sky. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not as big on DFS as a lot of people are, but I do submit a lineup weekly and every now and then I get pretty lucky. So we'll, we'll talk through things and looking forward to it. It is really interesting. Bobby and I go through this each week, and obviously we're trimming the fat as we go through the playoffs. There's fewer and fewer options to even play. So it's very hard to have a unique lineup as far as tournaments go. But if you're just submitting a lineup, we're really going to try to help you obviously get your studs in there when you can. Uh, There are certain players that we feel you have to play, uh, but otherwise you're, you're really kind of you know, having only four quarterbacks to choose from, really only four tight ends. There's only about eight running backs and wide receivers at this point, four DSTs. So it's really a slim opportunity here to mix up your lineups from your opponents, but hopefully we can get the right names in there. All right, man. Well, let's just jump right into it here. Um, I'm on DraftKings and uh, we know Bobby usually does FanDuel. So we just kind of mix it up a little bit and get the different pricings on there. Uh, DraftKings, of course, the full PPR um, opportunity there, which I just prefer. We start a quarterback, right? Again, we have Patrick Mahomes coming off of the pseudo concussion. Looks like he's ready to go. Josh Allen, who's absolutely been on fire. And if not for Aaron Rodgers this year, arguably the MVP of the league, Tom Brady looking for, uh, I mean, he's in his 14th conference championship looking for his potential 10th Super Bowl, maybe his seventh title. And of course, Aaron Rodgers hosting somehow his first NFC championship at Lambeau throughout his career. So a lot of storylines here for the quarterbacks, but as far as DFS, are you willing to pay the big bucks for Patrick Mahomes? That's the question every week. If not, which of the other three are you feeling most confident of? Yeah. So I've, I've kind of gone back and forth. I've taken my lineup back and forth a few times in just the five minutes I've been looking at it. And it's either Mahomes or Allen for me. I, I don't think I want to go near this Green Bay, Tampa Bay game um, in terms of the quarterback position. I just don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game out there in Green Bay. I really think the defenses are going to come through. I think Tampa Bay's defense is going to do what they can with Rodgers. 
And as much as I love Tom Brady, I don't think he's going to go out there and put up four touchdowns. Um, I think you're lucky if you get two or three out of him. So for me, I'm looking at Mahomes and I'm looking at Josh Allen. Um, I currently have Mahomes in there because of the way I have my lineup set up, but we can talk about a little bit of flexibility a little bit later on. Uh, for me, I would prefer to roll Mahomes out there, but Josh Allen, I have no issue with that whatsoever. Um, in fact, I think I'm going to switch him right now. So I, I am going to finally lock down on Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going to save you about 700, it looks like, um, on DraftKings, which obviously helps a little bit there. Patrick Mahomes is 76, um, Josh Allen at 6,900. Um, I am actually going to lean, and I hear you, and I don't disagree, but because Aaron Rodgers is a little bit cheaper, he's at 6,500, it, it allows a little bit more flexibility in my lineup. Uh, so I'm going to go um, – with Aaron Rodgers for now. Uh, I have been kind of battling this as well. Again, it's kind of nice that we don't have too many opportunities to like, we only have so many guys, right? So you just have to pick one out of four versus one out of 32 um, this week. So your chances of hitting are better, but it's almost more challenging in a, in a sense as well, because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen's been on fire. Tom Brady, I don't see lighting it up as far as or as far as fantasy is concerned against Green Bay on the road, yada, yada. And Aaron Rodgers hasn't been putting up yardage, but he's throwing the touchdowns. The question is, in DFS, you pretty much have to stack your quarterback and a receiver. The challenge for me has been, can I get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in my lineup? Um, that's been a little bit challenging. We'll get to wide receivers in a bit. But for now, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers, try to save a little bit of coin at 6500 have no problems, of course, going with Mahomes or Allen. I'm with you, though. If I'm picking one of the two, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Uh, Patrick Mahomes should be healthy. I don't think there was no doubt in my mind at all that he was going to miss this game from last week. Um, and with him coming back healthy, apparently he should be fine. However, we do see players come back occasionally who are healthy enough to play, but not 100%. Um, now I'll take 90% of Patrick Mahomes over pretty much anybody else in the league. However, there could be a couple, you know, mishaps, whatever. And if Buffalo steps up um, and they slow down KC, uh, it could be a, an interesting game there. So I'm going to just take my, uh, take my chances with Rodgers and save a little bit of coin at the quarterback position. Let's move on to running backs here. And again, this is where it gets kind of, uh, gets kind of messy. Um, you mentioned before we jumped on the air that it just it's just ugly, right? I mean, there's obvious work uh, workload and obvious stud in Aaron Jones, but he's going against easily the best rush defense in this entire playoffs uh, with Vita Vea coming back, uh, who's been out for a handful of weeks and makes them even stronger. And then each other backfield is either obsolete, like the Bills don't use their running backs, the Chiefs don't really use their running backs, and the Buccaneers do, but which one can you trust? So, Josh, are you paying up for Aaron Jones and just hoping he can break a run through Tampa Bay on volume, or are you going to save some coin and go elsewhere? Yeah, I, I am going to pay up on Aaron Jones. I am concerned. I think Devin White is the fastest inside linebacker in the league. Um, I think he's one of the best linebackers in the league. I think he is basically going to follow Aaron Jones around for the majority of this game. Um, that said – I'm not touching Devin Singletary and I'm not touching Daryl Williams. So I feel like I need to go after Aaron Jones. It's either that or stack both Tampa Bay running backs. And I don't want to do that either. So 
Um, I feel like Aaron Jones is almost like a must play, especially in cash. If you're looking to get pretty in, um, you know, a championship, like a big prize pool one, maybe that's when you go after like a Daryl Williams, but I don't know. Even still, he's the, what, the third most expensive running back out here. So um, I do like Aaron Jones. And then with the Tampa Bay situation, I am going to go Leonard Fournette just because of the passing work he's seen. So in his last three, his last two games, he's seen six targets and four targets. He also caught a touchdown last week against New Orleans. And the last two weeks, he's seen 19 and 17 rushing attempts. Granted, Ronald Jones was not in there for um, that first game against Washington. But I just think Leonard Fournette in this scenario has a better opportunity to get the volume that we're looking for in the passing game. And that's going to be what we're going to hope for on DraftKings where we have that full PPR. Got it. I agree across the board. I am going to go with Aaron Jones again, if it was strictly matchup, like if this is a regular week and Aaron Jones is playing the Buccaneers, I would fade him uh, pretty much at any cost, because again, they are just very, very good against the run and they're getting Vita Vea back, arguably their best run stuffer back after a few weeks. So I'm not loving the matchup. However, I don't think I can count on any of these other running backs to get 15 plus 20 touches. Um, I do think the Packers are able to move the ball up and down the field via pass or run. And I'll just take that scoring opportunity. Obviously Aaron Jones is also used in the passing game as well for green Bay. And you can't necessarily, although Leonard Fournette has been getting the targets, he's not necessarily a pass catching running back in general. So I will take Aaron Jones and pay up for it just because you have to have that volume. Now on the other side, I echo uh, all your sentiments. I can't trust a bill's, running backs I'm going to punt them I can't trust the Chiefs running back I'm going to punt them if I did it'd be Daryl Williams for sure even if CEH plays but I don't trust Le'Veon Bell either both those guys are banged up anyway so I'm going to go with the Buccaneers backfield for my second running back and then it comes down to Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones and I hear you on Leonard Fournette but for me if Leonard Fournette doesn't get the passing work or he's not effective doing it and he's dropped almost as many passes as he's caught recently if you're watching the games and you can tell that Tom just doesn't ha uh, have that right he had uh what um Danny Woodhead when he started and then he had James White for all those years uh Rex Burkhead great pass catching running backs for Tom to dump off and Leonard Fournette's effective when he gets the ball but he drops too many passes I think for Tom and, and honestly Tom's one of those quarterbacks like dude I can't trust you I'm gonna go elsewhere so I think they're going to start with Ronald Jones, assuming he's healthy. He doesn't have an injury designation coming in. So I'm going to lean with Ronald Jones. He's also $900 cheaper on DraftKings. So I'm saving, um, excuse me, 700 cheaper. So I'm saving some coin there, which helps a little bit. Um, but I'm going to go with Ronald Jones. I think he's going to, you know, uh, he, he does well when he's healthy. He can break longer runs. He just looks better in general with the ball in his hands and Leonard Fournette recently. So I know that Bruce Arians has this vendetta against him and anything can happen, but uh, I'm going to take my swing on Ronald Jones for uh, possibly a bigger play and, and maybe falling into the end zone there. And that's really okay. how you're going to be able to save your coin here and get yourself one of these wide receivers that you want to pair up with Aaron Rodgers. So it makes sense to me going that route with that lineup. I, I do like it. Boom. Let's move on to the receivers. So in DraftKings, you start three wide receivers um, and we have a flex opportunity. So you could start a fourth receiver, a fourth running back, and obviously potentially a second tight end as well. Um, man, it is uh, real nice up at the top here, but it's a matter of who you can afford. So of course we have Devonte Adams at 8,000. You have Stefan Diggs at 7,000. Tariq Hill right above him at 7,200. 
And then Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both about 58 and 5,400. Antonio Brown, of course, for the Bucks, out for this game. John Brown, Cole Beasley, Michael Hardman, um, MVS. You have Alan Lazard as well. A number of options in this game. So in my opinion, you have to, you have to pay up for at least two of these wide receivers. So it's either Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, or uh, Stefan Diggs. Two of those three you have to have in your lineup. I'll give you how I'm going here in a second, but Josh, I'll turn it over to you. Which one or two, or shit, if you can fit all three, which one of those guys are you feeling best about in this lineup? And then who is kind of your auxiliary third option at wide receiver? Yeah, so we did talk a little bit about how I feel about the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game. So that's why I did not go after Devontae Adams here. Um, I don't think Carlton Davis is going to necessarily lock down Devontae Adams, but I do think he's going to give him a little bit of trouble. Um, But we saw against the Rams, we didn't have Jalen Ramsey shadowing Devontae Adams, and I don't think Tampa Bay is going to have Davis shadow Devontae Adams either. So it'll be interesting to see how they do it, but that's why I went away from that game. I do have Josh Allen, so I am going to run the stack with Stephon Diggs. Um, I think you've got to do that in these DFS. You have to have your quarterback and a wide receiver from that same team. So I did go with Diggs there. And then I'm taking Tyreek Hill, and we'll get into the reason why behind that shortly. Um, but I am going to take Tyreek Hill, and I'm going to take Mike Evans as well. I went back and forth between Evans and Godwin. Evans, with his knee, frightens me. Um, he only had three targets last week, so I might actually make that flip over to Godwin, especially with Antonio Brown out of this game. It should create some opportunity for Godwin who had seven targets as well as 12 the week before that. So I'm going to make that switch live. Actually, I'm going to take out Mike Evans. I'm going to put in Chris Godwin just because that knee does concern me a little bit for Mike Evans. Um, So my three here are Diggs, Hill and Godwin. All right. I am again, going to echo a lot of your sentiments here. Um, Everybody on the podcast knows I love my boy Tay Adams. He's been in my lineup almost every other week. I do have Aaron Rodgers in my lineup, so I love to have that stack. Makes sense to have Devontae Adams, but I agree with you. Now, if now the Buccaneers, when they played in week six, held Devontae Adams to six catches for 61 yards um, in one of his quote-unquote worst games of the season, uh, still very good for most receivers, but he didn't score. Um that was a game, the first game he came back uh, after his foot injury. So perhaps he was just a little bit slow. Nonetheless, I think he will do better than that. Um, and we know that Rodgers is just peppering him right now. However, at $8,000, I'm looking for another opportunity. And I'll fit in the other two big guys here because I think I might just punt. Still do a stack with Green Bay, but look at Alan Lazard instead. 4,200, so pretty much half the cost of Dumbonte Adams. Alan Lazard is not going to get as many targets, probably not as many receptions. However, he could get a deeper bomb. We saw it last week. He could get a 50-yard touchdown. He could get an extra touchdown if they're double, triple covering uh, Devontae Adams in the red zone. This is my kind of you know shot-in-the-dark play on my lineup here with Alan Lazard. And if you're playing Rodgers, it doesn't make a lot of sense, to be honest to not play Devontae Adams because we know he's probably going to catch a touchdown, maybe three, uh, and be peppered. However, I think you're correct. I think they're going to obviously focus on trying to stop him, and Alan Lazard could potentially break free. And I just don't think Rodgers, although MVS caught a long touchdown last week, 
I don't necessarily see um, Rodgers having a lot of faith in him. It's, it's usually Lazard after Adam. So I'm going to take my shot in the dark there as my third receiver. My top two then are Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs by default. Look, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs have been a mind meld for the basically the entire season. They have been absolutely on fire. The Chiefs play the seventh most press coverage in the NFL. Josh Allen was the best quarterback against press coverage in the NFL this season. Stephon Diggs caught all 11 of his touchdowns on man coverage. That's what the Chiefs play. Looks like uh, Stephon Diggs is a sure win in this one. And your boy Josh Allen as well. A great play there. And then Tyreek Hill's Tyreek Hill. And assuming Patrick Mahomes is uh, himself, he should be good uh, to get peppered as well. So I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Alan Lazard. I miss having my boy Tay Adams in the lineup. And if he blows up, I'll obviously feel that. I could see it happening. But I'm going to try to save a little bit and hope that Lazard gets some as well so that I can pay up a tight end. And there's not much to talk about here at tight end. I'm going with Travis Kelsey. I feel like you have to go with Travis Kelsey, but he is 8,000. So if you don't go with Travis Kelsey, who else do you feel comfortable with this week? So the way I built my lineup, I don't have the coin to pay up for Travis Kelsey, right? I spent on the Chris Godwins, Stephon Diggs, and the Tyree Kills. I spent on Leonard Fournette over Ronald Jones. I spent on Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers. And I'm, this is where I'm going to have my difference maker to try and give me a shot. And it's not a great shot. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm going to take the flyer on Robert Tunyon. Um, if Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great game, it can't just be through Devontae Adams. And it could be Alan Lazard, but it could also be Tunyon. He does have the potential to break off a big play at the tight end position. And as I said, I think Devin White is going to spend a lot of time with Aaron Jones, uh, which means he's not going to be on Robert Tunyon. So, um, Instead, we'll have – who's the other great linebacker out there? They've got a two uh, – a really nice duo uh, out there. Le- Levante David. Levante David, thank you. Levante David and Robert Tunyon might go at it a little bit. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Tunyon is just kind of my difference maker because I can't spend 8000 on Travis Kelsey when the number two tight end is half the price. Um, I thought about Gronk, but I, I just don't think he's going to – It's. If you're lucky, he catches one touchdown. Maybe he catches two. He really hasn't had more than three catches since week 12, so I'm staying away from him. If I were to go at a Tampa Bay tight end, it would be Cameron Brait, who has seen mm. 11 targets over the last two weeks for 130 yards on eight receptions. So if I was going Tampa Bay, I would go that way. Um, but I am going to go Robert Tunyon at tight end. I get the logic of needing to have Travis Kelsey. It's basically an extra wide receiver in your lineup. Um but I wanted something a little bit different. I think almost every lineup is going to have Travis Kelsey in it. Yeah. So just trying to differentiate a little. I agree. And again, if you're in some sort of tournament, I 100% would go your direction. And again, when you look at pricing, it's not even a question. Robert Tunyon's $3,600. Travis Kelsey's 8K, right? You're talking like $4,400 cheaper uh, for Robert Tunyon, who frankly – like nobody's Travis Kelsey, obviously, but but Robert Tunyon could have five catches for 50 yards and a touchdown for sure, and potentially even a bigger play. And at the tight end position, that's definitely going to give you value back. For me, uh, you just said you bought up everywhere so you can't afford Kelsey. I bought down a little bit everywhere so that I could afford Kelsey. And the way that I constructed my lineup was I said, okay, I need two of the top three receivers who can I fit in there? Boom. I figured that out. Then I said, I want Travis Kelsey. I put that on my lineup. Then I made the rest of my lineup around that basically on who I could afford. And I feel pretty good about it in general with the matchups and things. So I am going to go with Travis Kelsey. 
Um, but I'm good with Robert Tunyon. And I agree with you. If you're going to go with the Tampa Bay um, tight end, Cameron Braid has been showing well. He obviously had a couple, you know, a nice season a few years ago with uh, uh, Jameis Winston. And, you know, he's not who Gronk used to be, but I think he's better than Gronk currently. And Gronkowski is going to get that touchdown from the one yard line. A lot of Gronk's stat lines this year, like two for two, uh, you know, two catches for two yards and two touchdowns kind of a thing. So he might get those touchdowns, but Cameron Bray could end up getting, you know, eight targets, six, maybe six for 60 or so and, and potentially get a touchdown as well. So I think if you're going to buy down, I'm cool with that. I have kind of a dark horse tight end, I guess. And he's actually going to fall into my flex position because frankly, with getting Travis Kelsey and the rest of my lineup here, it's who I can afford of the guy that I think might have a little bit of work. And that's Dawson Knox, who is not a sexy tight end. Um, I don't expect a huge game from him, Uh, but he's averaging six points per week. And that's basically what, I mean, that's three catches for 30 yards. I think he gets that. If he falls in the end zone, that's double the opportunity there. I think they're going to use him. They have used him in the red zone quite a bit. Obviously, Stephon Diggs and, and uh, John Brown are going to be the focus there with Cole Beasley. So there's just the potential that Dawson Knox sneaks away a little bit. So I'm going to take that at 2,800. He's basically all I can afford left at my flex position. So I'm going to go with Kelsey as my tight end and then go with Dawson Knox as well, hoping for a touchdown, basically. Uh, who can you afford at this point to fit in to your flex position? So really, what do you say? Robert Tunyon is 4,400 less than Travis Kelsey. Yes. That's how I can afford John Brown. It's there you go. the only reason I can do it. John Brown is 4,300. And um, like I said, I have Josh Allen. If I'm in one of these tournaments, he's going to have to have a hell of a day for me to be playing well. And Stefan Diggs can do a lot, but he can't do everything for Josh Allen if he's going to have that day. So I am going to go John Brown. I did look at Cole Beasley as well as my other potential Bills wide receiver. Um, he just does not look quite like himself out there. Um, this week, he only had two targets, did not have a single catch. The week before that, he had seven receptions on seven targets for 57 yards. So really not a bad day, but I am going to take the ceiling and the big play capability of John Brown. Um, and, and as I look back through all these position players, the one thing that really makes me sweat a little bit is I feel like I don't have enough exposure to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I'm looking at it and I only have Tyreek Hill, right? I don't have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I don't have Travis Kelsey. So it does kind of make me sweat to only have one piece on the Kansas City Chiefs offense. But I think I'm going to stick with what I have and just uh, hope for the best a little bit. What's John Brown's cost? 4300 for John Brown. So uh, um, you know, I could pivot and uh, it's not. I was going to say, is there any reason yeah. you might want to go Miko Hardman? Um Obviously, uh, you know, Demarcus Robinson or something, 3,700, much cheaper. Sammy Watkins, if he plays, is 3,800. So far cheaper at that point if you wanted to make it. Although I would say if John Brown's healthy, the opportunity, the big play plus the floor is much more safe with John Brown overall. And as much as you want a part of this Kansas City offense, I want a part of the Bills offense as well. Yeah, and with Josh Allen, I think that's why I'll stick with the John Brown route. Um, I do think Nicole has the potential for a big play. I would take him over to Marcus Robinson, who I don't think is seeing the same snap share that we saw early in the season, but I haven't really had a chance to look at his particular snap share, but he just doesn't seem as existent. Um, so I will run John Brown out there and uh, see if we can get a big play out of him. Got it. I like it. All right, man, let's move on to – 
DST. And again, we only have four defenses to choose from. So pretty much you're buying up for the Packers at 3,600, or you're going to go with the chiefs at 31 bills at 28 bucks at 27. Now you've heard me say this multiple times on the podcast. I'll just continue to say it. Ideally doesn't happen every time, but ideally I like to have a couple different criteria for my fantasy defenses, a playing at home. Now in this slate, there's only two teams playing at home, the Packers and the chiefs. So obviously slim pickings uh, favored in the game and also game script in general versus the other team. Right. So who are you feeling comfortable with, with the DST here? Do you have enough to, to spend up for the Packers who frankly have really turned it around? I made a comment last week, the Packers defense this year reminds me of the chiefs defense last year, who was literally like the worst in multiple categories for the first five, six weeks of the season, but have dramatically turned it around in the second half. And they're arguably the best defense currently um, outside of, you know, Tampa Bay's rush defense, but Packers are playing very well. The Bills can certainly turn it on. We know how good the Bucks can be, but they've been a little bit shaky. And the Chiefs play, obviously, much better at Arrowhead at home, but going up against the Bills offense. So take all those factors in, Josh. Who can you afford and who are we going with the DST? So with my lineup, I do have my pick of the litter. Um, I think Green Bay is probably where I will end up going. I am a little concerned that Green Bay just doesn't have the capability they don't seem to have the ability to take the ball away as much as a team like Tampa Bay does. And Tom Brady isn't someone who makes the bad decisions that is going to lead to turnovers. So maybe you get a Leonard Fournette fumble. Maybe you get a Chris Godwin fumble, something like that, that helps you get that. Or if they get to Tom Brady enough times and they start piling up the sacks that can also help you out. Uh, So at the end of the day, I think I'm going to go green Bay, but the other team that I continue to go back to is Tampa Bay. Um, Like I said, I do think it's going to be a defensive matchup out there. I also think this is a little homer bias here. I think Tampa Bay is going to win that game in Green Bay. Um, And it goes back to mistakes. I know Aaron Rodgers has had a great season. I think he's one and three in championship games in the NFC Championship or one and two. Um, I just don't love – betting on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay offense to make mistakes in order for my fantasy defense to get me points. So if you're playing for the ceiling in your defense, you feel like you need the pop. I'm actually going to spend down and go Tampa Bay. If you feel like the rest of your lineup is really nice and you need the floor, that's when I'm going to go with green Bay. Um, And I'm staying away from Kansas city and Buffalo altogether. I just, I really hope that game's a shootout. I hope it's fun to watch. So I'm not going to touch either of those defenses. All right. We, we saw last week, uh, unfortunately breeze had to go out the way that breeze did, but what made Tampa Bay, I think in my opinion, the only reason Tampa Bay was able to win that game ultimately is because they got four turnovers and they scored on all of them. So they got the ball back and they did what they needed to do in order to win that game. If there was maybe two less turnovers, you know, Jared cook doesn't fumble. Maybe one of breezes tip passes isn't picked. I think the saints come away with that win. So you're right. The Bills or sorry, the Buccaneers take advantage of the opportunity there with the turnovers. I don't see it happening with uh, the Packers. Um, I hear you on Aaron Rodgers, but the reality is like a lot of that shit is is deep in the past. Totally different teams, different scheme. Devontae Adams wasn't Devontae Adams, uh, at least at this level yet. The run game, the defense is playing better, yada, yada. I just think the Packers are playing arguably the best team football maybe in Aaron Rodgers career I would argue right now um so you know I just I think they play much better uh, at home so I'm going to pass on the Bucks. 
The Bills, I'm going to stay away from as well because as much as potentially Patrick Mahomes isn't 100%, maybe he has an errant pass or two. They don't run the ball. The Bills do well. That could happen. But if Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, I don't want to play a DST against him ever. Chiefs, I think, are the interesting one for me if I'm not willing to pay up for the Packers. I think I'm okay to pay up for the Packers if I can afford it. In my particular lineup that we've discussed, I can't. Um, I'm like 300 short uh, of playing the Packers. So it's the Chiefs, Bills, and Bucks for me. I think I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. I don't feel good about it. I agree with you. If Josh Allen and Diggs and, and company are, are rolling, I think they're just as dangerous, arguably, right now as the Chiefs are. So this one could be ugly. However, again, I don't know that Patrick Mahomes is going to be 100%. And um, if they're able to bottle up a little bit and the Chiefs have started slow in a few games or they've started very hot and then faded in the second half or something like that, if that happens, they might be able to get in and uh, that, that Bill's defense has played well in the postseason lately. So, again, I don't feel good about either of these defenses, to be honest, because the Chiefs, Bills, and Buccaneers are going up against three great offenses but I can't afford the Packers. I want to keep my skill position players the way that they are. So I'm going to go with um, who I think has the best opportunity potentially for a couple, um, you know, stops, maybe a couple of sacks, maybe a turnover or two. And that's Kansas city versus Buffalo. And, and uh, I believe in Josh Allen. I think the bills have a really legit opportunity to win this game, but it's obviously his biggest game of his career, his first time in the spotlight. So we'll see what happens there. So I'm going to go with the chiefs. And it looks like um, you'll be going with the Bucks to uh, to potentially um, get some pop going there. But uh, obviously, if you can pay it for the Packers, you can do that. And then the Bills, if you don't believe Mahomes is 100%, I guess you can go that way. But I think that's a little bit risky. So, Josh, we have done our lineups. We've talked through everything. Let's remind the listeners exactly who you are rolling out there this week. Why don't you just give us your lineup from top to bottom? Yeah, so quarterback, I'm going Josh Allen. At running back, I have Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette. At wide receiver, I'm going with Diggs and John Brown from Buffalo with Godwin and Tyreek Hill as well. Tanyan at tight end, and then the Bucks defense currently in there. Um, just not relying on turnovers from Tom Brady, who's had one interception in the last five or six games. So it's going to be interesting. How about you, Sky? He is playing very well. I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. I'm going to go with Ronald Jones as well, Tyree Kill and Stephon Diggs, and then stack with Alan Lazard, not Devonta Adams, Alan Lazard and Rodgers. I am going to pay up for Travis Kelsey, take a shot in the dark as my flex with the cheapest possible option that should get some work in Dawson Knox, and then go with the DST of the Chiefs. Josh, it's always a pleasure, man. Glad you can carve out some time with us today. Thank you so much. I know that you guys, you and the commission crew, uh, are just traditional lifelong Patriots fans. Of course, uh, rough season for New England this year overall. But uh, if I am hearing you correctly, there's uh, uh, no bad blood between you and Brady. You guys are rooting for him this week. Uh, so I hope it can go down for, for you guys. But two incredible games. I really believe this is the four best teams left in the NFL. Packers and Buccaneers and the Chiefs and the Bills. Josh, it's always a pleasure to have you on, man. Can you please remind everybody where we can find all your content? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Josh underscore FF. And then make sure you follow the commission over there as well if you aren't already. Uh, commission's on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. They've got everything. Um, and we've got a link tree up there on the commission Twitter so you can find everything there. So yeah, give us a follow over there. If you aren't signed up for the playbook, 
get that sign up ready for the 21 season, as well as some dynasty content this off season. So um, as we continue to get into this off season, we're expanding our dynasty content, RJ and Brian have been working really hard out there. Um, and then I'll be joining back in with them in February. So just uh, give us a follow over there. And yeah, from a Patriots fan perspective, I have no bad blood against Tom Brady. Um, I don't think he could have done much with the weapons he has in New England this year. And Back in February, right before the Super Bowl, I threw $20 down on the Bucks before Tom Brady was signed there and, and all that. So I've got a little bit of pocket change looking in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers way. So I am a little biased with my Buccaneers takes, but I'm hoping for the best. Well, why don't you write us out here with your two picks for this weekend? Who you got? I'm going to go Bucks and I'm going to go Chiefs. I just, Mahomes is just too good. So, um, We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a shootout out there, and hopefully everything goes to Tyreek Hill on the Kansas City side. But I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still uh, playing the Tom Brady card, and we can see one more Tom Brady-Patrick Mahomes matchup, and I think that could be the passing of the guard if it goes Kansas City's way. You got it, brother. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you for joining us. Josh McDonough of the Commish FFP. Make sure you go give him a follow and the Commish boys a follow, and also check into their Dynasty podcast as well. Um, as you mentioned, they have been doing a great job picking that up this season. I've learned a lot uh, with Dynasty with those guys as well. So make sure you give a follow. Follow us on Instagram at FantasyFootball underscore TCKPod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. And of course, please leave a five-star rating and review. We much appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the NFC and AFC Conference Championship Games, episode 350 in the books from my man Josh McDonough and the entire Commish FFP crew. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. Enjoy your weekend. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.